Hello, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Wednesday, November 23rd, 2022. I'm Mike Cachopoli. Okay, all right, we're ready to go here. Ready to go, Thanksgiving Eve. Is that a thing? Is that a real thing? I know Christmas Eve is a real thing. I know New Year's Eve is a real thing. But is Thanksgiving Eve a real thing? Well, I'm starting it today. If it's not a real thing... Thanksgiving Eve is now a real thing. Are we ready for Thanksgiving? You know, I tell you the truth, I'm over Thanksgiving. I don't want to sound like a humbug, but I don't really like turkey. I find it usually to be very dry. It makes you tired. It's tasteless. You have to put tons of gravy on it to give it any taste. And then the gravy might not have taste, depending on who cooks it, you know, and so bland. And then all you end up doing is eating the sides. They have all the taste, right? The yams and the potatoes and the sprouts and the cranberry sauce. That has all the tastes. The turkey has no taste to it. I I like ham. I'm more of a ham. I'm more of a baked ham, a little bit of brown mustard to dip it in kind of guy. So Thanksgiving isn't my thing. You just eat a lot. Then you have desserts and the pumpkin pie and you just feel fat and disgusting and you're tired. And eh, I'm over it. I'm over it. Not a big deal to me. Not a big deal. Uh, I know, but a lot of people enjoy it. A lot of people enjoy it. So if you enjoy Thanksgiving, I don't want to rain on your Thanksgiving parade. I want you to have a good Thanksgiving. And I'm going to celebrate it in a way. I'm going to take the day off. I'm going to take Thanksgiving off. I think I, I need to do that for respect for the nation, respect for the pilgrims. So I won't. There will be, there'll be no show tomorrow, but I'll be back Friday. I'm not going to do that thing. When did that become a thing? Right, where you take Thursday and Friday off, right? What is it? It's amazing. Sometimes when a holiday falls on like a Wednesday, people take Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's ridiculous after a while. I just take 10, 10 days off. Anyway, I'll be here Friday. I know a lot of people don't go in to work on Friday, but I'll be here for a big end of the week show back on Friday. But tomorrow there won't be any show. Hope that doesn't make you sad. Hope it doesn't make you sad. Um, well, there's a few things to talk about today. Um, I'm sure many of you saw the image of, <clears throat> of Elon Musk uh, opening up some closet in, at Twitter headquarters and finding all these hashtags stay woke, <laughs> stay woke T-shirts. Now, <clears throat> this is not a shock. This shouldn't be a shock to anybody. OK. In fact, I think I'd like. I think I maybe like one of those shirts. Just, you know, it's like a keepsake. I'd never wear it. I think he changed it now. I think he's going to make shirts that say hashtag stay at work. I'll wear those hashtag stay at work. But hashtag stay woke. It really does. It, it really does encapsulate everything Twitter is all about. Right. All right. When people tried to make. Make it seem like they were, you know, people on the left said, oh, no, you're making it up. They're very fair. There's no there's no censorship of the right. There's no censorship of woke people. Here we are with we find out that they all contribute to Democrats, right? Like ninety nine percent of them contribute to Democratic Party. And so ninety nine percent of them are Democrats. Now we find out that they have stay woke T-shirts. So we know they had a certain ideology. And of course, that ideology made it seeped into more than seeped. It was it was a fundamental part. That platform, right, was to basically censor people who did not 
agree with their ideology, the left woke ideology. And if you spoke about things from another angle, even if it wasn't, it didn't have to be, it didn't have to be conservative, it didn't have to be MAGA, if you will. But even if it was just not totally woke left, they would, they put, you know, uh, fact checkers on you, they would put disclaimers, they would hide your tweet, <clears throat> they would, you know, shadow ban you, they'd make sure if you had 10,000 followers, most of them didn't see it. That kind of thing, you know. And of course, sometimes they'd outright suspend you for 24 hours or 12 hours or three days or seven days or 30 days. Or if you're really bad, you would get suspended for life. <clears throat> Excuse me. But we now know this is all true. This is all true. And the Stay Woke t-shirts, as hilarious as they might seem, certainly not a shock to those of us who have followed this through the years. Um, you know, there's, there's these, there's this um, push by the left to try to make Elon Musk seem like a, a right-wing lunatic, right? Once again, facts don't matter to the left. Facts don't matter to the, to the people on the left with uncommon, no uncommon sense. No uncommon sense. They just simply push a narrative. It doesn't matter that Elon Musk just voted Republican like me for the first time in his life. Okay? That he's always been, he's always voted Democrat or independent. Never voted Republican until now. It doesn't matter. This, this fact, which proves someone is not a right winger. If you're a right winger, you don't wait till you're 40 or 50 years old to vote for a Republican. Okay, <laughs> just doesn't work that way. Okay, okay. Um, so it, once again, these these facts don't matter. These facts don't matter. I mean, the left are a bunch of they're a pack of wolves that will attack you for any little thing and cast you aside, chew you up, and throw you out, throw you up, cast you into the the trash bin, like they do with Bill Maher, a guy who obviously has been a staunch liberal Democrat his entire life. And all he does is criticize the Democrats by saying they have no, he says, common sense. We've come to the agreement we're going to use uncommon sense um, because it's not common to have that sense these days. But he just says that. He says the Democrats of the party have no common sense. And they go nuts. They go, oh, Bill Maher's become a MAGA. He's become a MAGA. These people are crazy. People like Rob Reiner talk about Twitter, the, the, the Twitter regulars. These people who claim they hate Twitter so much, they hate Elon Musk so much, yet they tweet 75 times a day on average, right? George Takai, uh, Stephen King, Rob Reiner. We know the usual offenders on Twitter from the left. Um, they will attack you for any little thing and try to put you into a box. They'll put you into a box. The box that says MAGA do not open, basically. That's a try to, that's a box they put you in that says MAGA do not open. And they do this to everybody. They do this to everybody. Um, they are absolutely insane. If you look at the, like, you know, Rob Reiner's feed, Twitter feed, if you have nothing else to do and no life like me, you'll look at Rob Reiner's Twitter feed and you'll see everything was, everything's about Trump and Republican. Everything. There's nothing there that's maybe like about baseball. That's, the guy's an actor, director. He doesn't even talk about movies. Do you ever see Rob Reiner talk about movies? The guy's an actor. That's his life. is acting and directing. An actor turned director. And he never talks about movies. Does he make movies anymore? I, 
His whole life has been like, how about Stephen King? Does he write novels anymore? You know what? I can't even believe that Stephen King writes his, the stuff he writes is so, is so uh, banal on Twitter. It's so uninspired, his tweets, that I, I have to believe the guy's had a ghostwriter his whole life. I can't believe that guy, that Stephen King that tweets is the same guy that wrote like The Shining and Carrie and Cujo and Christine and It and all these things. I can't believe it. He must have a ghostwriter. He has to. Because his tweets are not inspired at all. There's nothing funny about them. There's nothing uh, intelligent about them. Nothing. It's just, it's just it's just banal crap. You think a good writer could write better stuff? I'm no writer, and I write better stuff. So, but these guys, like, what is the? Is this their whole life? George, you can understand. George Takai is whatever, eighty, not five, whatever, ninety. He's he retired a long time now. And, you know, so you can understand he has a lot of time to spend on Twitter. But I don't get it. How could you how could your whole life be about acting and directing and writing? And, and you don't tweet anything in that about culture. It's all about everything on Rob Reiner's feed is about Trump and Republicans. At least 70 tweets a day. I'm not exaggerating. It's constant. So we're talking about total obsession here. You know, we're talking about a total obsession. And once again, their obsession is that he's going to be indicted. If you go back on the timeline of these of these crazy, wacky shit liberals like Rob Reiner, you'll see from 2015, 2016, they're always talking about Trump being indicted for six, seven years now. They keep talking about it for something. Else. It's never the same thing. It's always different things. Uh, it's going to happen any day now, any day now. And of course, it never happened. They might finally get lucky, you know, the, the 18th time. But for years, they're always this is oh, going to happen any day now. And it never happened. But this is their this is their life. This is their life. But I don't see I don't see Elon Musk censoring them. He's had a couple of weeks now. If he's such a crazy right winger, why hasn't he censored the left the way the former Twitter clan was censoring the right and the, and the moderates? Well, I, I don't get it. Rob Reiner, he's, his tweets are as nutty as they were a month ago, and he doesn't get censored. Right. As I mentioned yesterday, you got Tony Fauci and, and Dr. Ja. Yeah. Um, saying the most outlandish things that have just been disproven a hundred times over over the last three years, repeating the same lies from three years ago. And there's no tag for misinformation. Now, I think that's wrong. But Musk hasn't tagged them for misinformation the way the other side tagged us for misinformation when we were giving out real information and real news, things that actually turned out to be true. So I don't I don't see what their problem is. They see everything's made up with the left. Everything's made up. It's total. It's totally made up. It's their narrative that they make up and they have to push it like with this Colorado Springs shooter. Right away, they made him MAGA. Then it comes out that he's a pronoun. He, she, they, it. A gay, he's gay himself, gay, lesbian, whatever it may be, gay, bisexual. And now they just shove about it totally. Once it comes out about his sexuality and his pronoun usage and that he's obviously of the left, not the right, they shut up. That he was basically one of their own at that club. He was one of them. And for some reason was disgruntled or just plain out crazy, which is more likely the case. They should all of a sudden they shut about it. They don't talk about the Colorado Springs shooting anymore. It's like it didn't exist. Because it doesn't fit there. It's got to it only exists. It's only real news to them. When it fits their narrative, when it fits their narrative 
And when it no longer fits their narrative, they 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 just go away. It's like it never happened. I was watching Marty McCarry yesterday, and he was talking about the ridiculousness of Fauci and Ja at that press conference. And he said, you know, one of their issues, actually Kilmeade had brought the point, but, you know, he seconded it, which is one of Fauci's problems, one of his many, many issues is that he's been so wrong so often, but he never, he never comes out and says, I was wrong. Or he never comes out and says these, the numbers have changed. It's changed. We thought it did this, but now it does. He never, in other words, he just goes on to the next thing as though he was never wrong or as though he never said it. He never said anything. And he's been doing this for the last three years. Right. You get these. You get if you get these, if you get these uh, vaccines, you know, you won't get it. You know, you won't get COVID if you get the vaccines. And then people get COVID 17 times. He never he never once came out and said, oh, well, that was obviously wrong because people are getting it 17 times. He never says anything. He never corrects himself. He just goes on to the next thing. That's it. I mean, the man's been wrong about every single thing. He hasn't been right about one thing yet. You see, you have these senile morons in the media like Geraldo Rivera thinking he should get the Pulitzer. He should get, he should get whatever the fuck award is given to people like him when they're actually good, when they're actually do the right thing. The guy's never been right. He's been wrong about everything. I mean, could you how how can a doctor be wrong about everything? They're not going to be right about everything. I get it. But how can a doctor in his position be actually wrong every step of the way? He's never been right. For three years, he's never gotten one thing right. But he's a very smart political schemer. And he knows if he comes out and says, I got this wrong, there'll be a record of him saying, I got this wrong. So he doesn't do that. So there's no record of him actually saying, I got this wrong. Now, we have record of him being wrong, but he never said he's wrong, you see. And that's what a sleazy, slimy politician does. Well, you have an upstanding politician like Ron DeSantis he said he never should have locked down, even for the few months they did a kind of a soft lockdown. He said he won't do any kind of a lockdown again, ever, ever, for anything. He said it was a mistake. He said he never should have done that. Now, of course, he did so much right, and his lockdown was so much shorter than most other places. But still, he said even doing any kind of mitigation effort like that was wrong. And he, But he's man enough to admit it. Uh, Fauci is not a man. He's not an actual human being. And that's what sociopaths do, as I've talked about before. They'll never admit they're wrong. They just go on to the next thing in which they're wrong again. And it keeps on going and going and going and going. So, you know, when it comes to going back to Twitter, when it comes to Twitter, you cannot at what anybody with any 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 IQ over 80 Anyone with IQ of 80 cannot claim that Elon Musk is a conservative. The man is not a conservative. The man has actually, what he's seen are things like I've seen, and many people who listen to this podcast have seen, which is that the left has gone crazy. They've gone overboard. They've gone off the deep end in wokeness. And the proof is you open up a closet at Twitter and you see a bunch of T-shirts with a hashtag stay woke. Stay woke. That's like a directive, isn't it? If your boss makes those T-shirts and puts them into a closet, there are hundreds of them. That's like a directive. It's a directive. It might as well say stay liberal or stay conservative, stay Democrat, stay Republican. It's a directive. 
and it's te- you're telling your employees what you want them to do. Right? You're intel- you're telling your employees now. Elon Musk is telling his employees what they have to do: stay at work, come into work, and work. Oh, what a! I know, I know. What a! I tell you, what a slave driver this guy is. This guy is the worst human being ever. He not only wants you to work. He wants you actually to come into, imagine he wants you to come into work. Oh my God. Come into work. Oh, oh, horrible human being. Horrible. What a clown show world we live in. Isn't this a clown show world? It really is a clown show world. It's a clown show world where a boss can't tell the people he pays good money to. They get paid great money. Okay. Great money. People who make $15 a fucking hour have to go into work. Less than $15 an hour in many cases have to go into work. If you work at McDonald's, you can't work virtually, okay? You can't work from home. You go into work. If you work at Denny's, you go into work. The people at Twitter make 80 million times what those people make. And they, they want to stay home. They want to stay home and, and, and watch porn while they're doing their job. Oh, Elon Musk is so terrible to make people who are making six figures a year go into the office when people making $8 an hour have to go in to work. But the liberal elitists will back the wealthy techies, you see. The liberal elitists, I'm not, I'm hardly a liberal elitist, right? I'm not even a conservative elitist. But the liberal elites will not make the point I just made. Why not? Don't the liberal elites believe in in supporting the the little guy, making the point of how the little guy has to go into work, but the big guy, (laughs) the big guy doesn't have to go into work. And there's a problem with that. No, they make the problem about Elon Musk making the big guy, making a lot of money, go into work. What a slave driver he is to make a 20-year-old making a quarter million out of college, a 22-year-old making 300,000 in their first job, have to go in to work have to go into work on Market Street in San Francisco. What a horrible thing he's making them do. What a pathetic, what a pathetic world. These le- these leftists are so fucking pathetic. It's so easy to point out their hypocrisy, their double standards, their lack of uncommon sense. It's so easy to point it out, and I love doing it. I love pointing it out. I know it's not the I know it's not hard. I'm not I'm not a brain surgeon. I'm not a Rhodes scholar. But I love pointing it out. They make it way too easy. Way too easy. But this political correctness turned wokeness. I guess wokeness is really just like political. Isn't wokeness really just political correctness on steroids, on acid, on steroids, I guess is a better way to put it. It really is. We used to talk about PC, right? PC, PC. And now this wokeness has taken it just to... And exponentially ridiculous levels. Exponentially, you know, ridiculous levels. I ran, I tried to run for, for, for mayor here a few years back. Uh, it's so difficult here. I mean, they make it incredibly difficult. The, the liberal elites make it. Remember, the liberal elites run this city, not conservatives. And it's the liberal elites that pay the mayor here the most of any mayor in the country. The liberal elites, once again, the ones supposed to be the blue collar worker, the little guy who pay the mayor here $300,000 a year or more. Understand that more than a mayor of a city of 5 million or 8 million here, a city of now probably a half million people. Um, And it's the liberal elites that make the rules here. It's the liberal elites on the board of supervisors who make the rules when it comes to running for office. 
and they make you pay $7,000 just to get on the ballot. You have to pay seven grand just to get on the ballot here in San Francisco. There's nothing like that anywhere else in any other city. You don't have to pay that much money to get, you don't have to pay that kind of money to be, to get on the ballot for mayor of New York City. So you have to pay $7,000 to get on the ballot or get a ridiculous number of signatures, like 15,000. It's like a ridiculous number of signatures, which of course people who can afford to pay seven grand aren't going to do. But if you can't afford to pay the seven grand, then you got to go out there and schlep and try to get 15,000 valid signatures. Remember that. Valid, which means you got to get about 25,000 signatures in a, in a city, which is very small now. It's, it's nearly impossible to do. So what, the, what they're doing is making it tougher for the little guy to run for mayor. They're making it tough for the little guy to run for mayor, which is what they want to do. Once again, the liberal elites are for liberal elites. They're not for the little guy. They lie about that. We know that. Um, but I tried to run, and I remember dealing with a guy named John Arnst, who was the head of elections at City Hall. And I, 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 I kind of was upset at him. I was mad at him because I thought, I'm thinking, you know, this guy oversees these rules and he should be against these rules. He should talk out against these rules. And he never did. But in other things, I, I was upset at him. But the, the prevailing uh, wins here, if you talk to most people, they think he does a good job when it comes to election fairness. When it comes to overseeing fair elections, that he's done a very good job here. And everyone you talk to in that business like him. Um, and recently what just happened is they did not renew his contract. The city did not renew his contract. I don't know the exact agency, but there's a board that decides who is the head of the elections. And they give out the contracts and his contracts ending in March and they're not renewing it. And so as you're going through all of these various opinions of people in the city. They're all like, this guy's the greatest. This guy ran fan or elections where elections have screwed up. We count the votes quickly, blah, 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 so on and so forth. Then you're thinking, why, why the hell wasn't he renewed? Then you go down, you read an article about this. And you see, after about five or six paragraphs of glowing reviews of this guy, you finally get to the reason why they're not renewing his contract, because he's white. Now, of course, they didn't say he's white. They said, well, yes, he's great. He's the greatest ever. But you know what? We want to go in a more diverse direction. They use, they use these key words. Di they use positive words to pass off a negative policy, right? They use positive words. Diversity is a great positive word, right? But what they're really pushing is racism. It's a racist policy. But they use flowery words to push off bad policy. Really illegal policy, unconstitutional policy. And so they say, oh, we need to go in a more diverse way. Diverse. See, John is a white, middle-aged white guy. Not good. Doesn't matter that he's incredibly qualified. Doesn't matter that he's been doing it for a long time. Doesn't matter everyone thinks he's great at his job. It used to be. You would get fired or your contract wouldn't be renewed because you were bad at your job. You did things wrong. You made a lot of mistakes. But this is not the case with John Arns. This is not the case. Everyone says he's great. This reminds me of the scene. I love this scene in Casino. It's towards the end. They're going around the room. They're talking about Alan King, um, who works for them. And they're going around the room of old mobsters. And they go from one to the next. This is when all the shit's coming down. They're worried about people going to the, you know, to the feds. 
And they're all deciding whether he is the kind of guy who's going to go to the feds or not. And each, they go, and Scorsese pans to each mobster. And they all go, no, I vouch for this guy. He's the greatest. Nah, he's the best. He's never been be Oh, you can trust him. They go like the six guys. Then they go to the big head honcho. And after all these glowing reviews, meaning we're going to let this guy live, <laughs> the head honcho says, well, eh, why take a chance? And next scene, Alan King gets shot dead in the parking lot. This reminds me of that. This is like every single thing is glowing review of this guy. And yet you get to the final person or persons who make the decision. They say, oh, why take a chance? We want more diversity. We're going to whack him. We're getting rid of him. So it, what that means is we're getting rid of him because he's white. We want more diversity. We want someone in there who is who the fuck knows, right? What could it be? Diversity used to be female, right? Or black. No, no, that's not. But you see, this is what happens with this crazy political correctness or wokeness or diversity or affirmative action stuff is that one group begins to trump, if you will, the other group where it may start out where female is diverse. Then black trumps female. Now we know forget about female and black. That doesn't matter anymore because now like sexual orientation then trumps female, which trumps which trumps black. And now it's not forget about sexual orientation. That doesn't matter anymore. That's not important enough anymore. Now it's what transgenderism, right? Transgenderism. Trump's sexual orientation, which trumps race, which trumps gender. This goes on and on and on. There's always a new group that is now the diverse group that we have to get in there. And what is lost amongst all this nonsense? Uh, qualifications. The best qualified person. I'm going to be very direct, as I always am. Affirmative action hires are shit. Affirmative action hires are usually garbage. They usually do a shitty job. Why? Not because they're female, not because they're black, not because they're gay, not because they're trans, not because they're not the most qualified person for that particular position. Now, a black or a female or a trans or a gay or a lesbian, they could be, they could possibly be the most qualified person. But you have to go through qualifications. It has to be qualifications first. Everything else comes after. Then you'll get the best product. Then you'll get the best quality. You don't eliminate someone because they're gay or black, but you don't eliminate someone because they're white. You don't raise someone up because they're black or trans, or you don't raise someone up just because they're white. It has to be qualifications. Once again, I know this is uncommon sense, but what it comes down to is the fact that the affirmative action hires don't usually don't work out. You got to get really lucky. So they're going to get rid of this great guy who everyone says is like the best does a great job, you know, and with elections nowadays, the last thing you can afford to do is hire people who have no competence. Look at what we're seeing in Arizona and parts of California with the vote counting and everything in, in Alaska. Look at what we're seeing. And now at this particular moment, you're getting rid of one of the few competent people in this business because they're white. See, welcome to San Francisco, people. A city run by Democrats not Republicans, a city run by liberals, not conservatives, a city run by the extreme fringe left, not the extreme fringe right. This is what you get. So now what's going to happen here? You're going to get an incompetent person because if they go by affirmative action, which is what they're doing, you're going to get. And remember, affirmative action really used to mean African-American, right? It used to mean black people. Then, but it also could mean female, right? 
it could mean gay. It could mean trans. It could mean anything now. It used to be affirmative action was African-Americans. That's, that's not the case anymore. And like I said, they're down on the totem pole now, man. They're down on the totem pole. And this is what this craziness, this wokeness does. And you're going to get an incompetent person when you had a competent person. Now, here's the other thing. The legal matter of the whole thing. If John was black, if John was a woman, if John was gay, if John was trans, he could sue. He could sue based on that article I read where the people where the people were saying the people who are not renewing his contract said we're looking for. So imagine we're looking for more diversity. Great, competent person. Great job. Eh, more diverse. If he were black and they said that lawsuit lawsuit but he's white he's white so they can get away with it so what kind of a world are we living in then we talked about i talked about i was going to go into this racism today i call it racism or reverse racism or whatever you want to call it but that's what this is it is very simply racism. It's like that article I, I talked about yesterday at the end of the show where CNN says the most frightening thing in the world is an angry white man. You're allowed to say that. You can't say the most frightening thing in the world is an, is an angry black man or angry trans sexual. You can't say that. But you can say that the most frightening thing in the world, as idiotic as that is, is, a, is an angry white guy. Just like you can fire someone who's white and say you're looking for diversity, but you can't hire someone who's black and say we're looking for diversity. This is the craziness of this world. This is the craziness that we allow this. And then when there are people out there who say, oh, I, I think white people are being un, un, unfairly attacked. I think we're having a a war on the white people. They go, oh, you're a white supremacist. How dare you say such a thing? Well, no, people are saying it because it's like true. Because they're like feeling it in their lives. Because here's a white guy who won't have a job anymore. For no fault of his own. So what value is there in doing a good job? If I know I can be fired because of diversity. If I know I can be fired because I'm white. Why do I need to do a good job? Why do I need to be competent? Do I get rewarded for that competency? Do I get, forget about getting a raise. Do I just get to keep my job if I'm competent? If everyone in my business, in my industry says I'm competent and do a good job, yet I can get canned anyway. And in this world we live in, they can be as brazen as to come out in an article and say, we're canning you because you're white. Why should I do a good job? Why? There's no incentive. That's another thing with this affirmative action. There's no incentive to do a good job because if you're white, you're going to get canned. If you're, if you're diverse, you'll keep the job no matter what. An old friend of mine that I work for in radio used to say, it doesn't matter what kind of job you do. It's does your boss like you? And I think that was one of the most, you know, brilliant things I've ever heard and true things. It's not, doesn't matter what kind of a job you do. Does your boss like you? If you do a shitty job, your boss likes you. They'll cover for you. If you do a great job, look at John. Your boss doesn't care for you. Goodbye. So it's it's not it's it's it, once again you're not going to get the best product 
as in person, and you're not going to get the best outcome because there's no incentive. There's no incentive. The incentive is gone when it's decided upon based on your look, based on how you're born, your gender, your race, your sexual orientation, your gender identity. If you start hiring based on those things, there's no incentive to improve. No incentive whatsoever. And so what we get is incompetence. We, we say things like, how can they, how can it take them so long to count these votes? How can, well, go back, go into the numbers, go into the people running things, go into how they were hired, go into who hired them. If you get deep into that stuff, you will see the reason why there's incompetence. And it's laid out there to, for everyone to see in this one thing happening here in San Francisco. Now, people will say, oh, that's unfair, right? Like I am. But believe me, if he were black or gay or trans, they wouldn't just say it's unfair. They'd be in, they'd be marching in front of City Hall. But no one's going to march in front of City Hall for the middle-aged white guy. Micah Chopley will talk about it on his podcast. I talked to, just saw it now on Tucker Carlson on Fox News. But there'll be no pro- protests. There'll be no riots. There'll be no... There'll be no burning of a building. There'll be no bottles thrown through a window. There'll be none of that. There'll be no people marching. There'll be no people with signs and picket signs outside of City Hall saying, keep John, keep John, keep John. There'll be none of that because he's white. So in the end, fuck him, right? That's basically what people think. In the end, fuck him. You know, then there are the people who, who justify it in their twisted minds by saying, well, This happened to so many black people in the past. This happened to so many trans people. They're so they're so discriminated against. Now white people, now straight cis white men, middle age have to feel the pain. And that's how they justify it in their sick and very twisted minds, not realizing that maybe one day they'll be made to feel the pain. The same people didn't stand up for our rights during COVID and continue to not stand up for the rights of the unvaccinated or people who don't want to wear masks or whatever it may be. They don't realize that one day it'll be them who were persecuted, whose rights will be taken away. Like we've talked about in the past, those of us who have stood up for women and their right to choose. Even many people who thought maybe, you know, killing an unborn fetus is not like the greatest thing in the world morally, ethically, whatever you may be, religiously, but we stood up for a woman's right to choose, right? And then those same women, those same people, don't stand up for our rights not to get an experimental poison shot into our system six times. So fuck them, right? Like I said, when it comes to them, when it comes to their rights, It's very myopic. They're very myopic. Their rights matter. Other people's rights don't matter. So where are the rights of this white guy who does a great job? Where are the courts when it comes to this white guy who does a great job? When you live in a city like San Francisco, this becomes like the normal thing, right? It becomes a normal thing for... A white guy getting fired 
because more diversity. And there are plenty of people. Now, I'm out here protesting on my podcast. It was on Tucker Carlson. But there are many people who think that's fine here. Once again, for the reasons I just stated. There are people who think that's fine here. Oh, that the white men, they've had it good enough. They've had it good. You know, this, this white guy, he's had it good enough. He doesn't got to support himself or his family anymore. Not anymore. He, he, he supported himself and his family long enough. Move out of the way for some diversity. And then when the elections here get really screwed up, people go, what happened? Huh? Why? Why? Well, how come we used to have good elections and now we don't anymore? Because they're idiots. Because they're morons. They're imbeciles. And they keep shooting themselves in the foot. It's only going to hurt them. It only hurts society when you have incompetence running, incompetent people running things because of affirmative action. I thought the Supreme Court was going to knock it down. I think they're, I've heard that they were going to do something knocking down affirmative action, and they should. Because it's unconstitutional. There's nothing in the Constitution about this. Nothing. Yeah, I know. They were all white guys. But anyway, it's not in the Constitution. You want to make constitutional amendment? Go ahead. That's not going to happen, right? There's nothing in the Constitution that says that someone should be hired based on basically the way they look. The color of their skin, their gender, their sexual orientation, their gender identity. But it happens. And the fact of the matter is, if you are of the diverse group, you can file lawsuits and win them when things like this happen to you. You could say you're fired because you're black. You can say you were fired because you're gay. You could say you were fired because you're a woman and it's discrimination. But you can't say you were fired because you were white, even when they say that in print. They admit to it. There's evidence of it. How, think about that for a second. How screwed up is that? Yeah, there have been times in the past. I don't think it happens anymore. I really don't. Where someone's fired because they were black or, 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 or a woman or, and there was discrimination. And companies would often not come out and say it, obviously. They knew it was wrong and they try to cover it up and say something, something other than that was the reason. But now they can be as open and honest about firing a white guy because he's white as they want. That's even more screwed up. They're not even trying to cover up by saying he did a good job. Oh, this thing happened a couple of days ago. He made a mistake. They're not even trying to lie about it because they don't got to. They don't have to because he's white. So they can simply tell the truth. We're firing him because he's white. We're moving on because he's white. And there's nothing anyone can do about it other than complain. The few of us who have integrity, uh, a moral compass. It's really, it's really a shame. It really is. And it's getting worse. It's sick out there and it's getting sicker. It really is. <sighs> what else is happening on this Thanksgiving Eve? It seems to be a very quiet Thanksgiving Eve. This room was full yesterday. Last night, this room was full. But I think people are now traveling. They're hanging out with family. 
I really resent people with a life. I do. Um, let's see what's happening. Well, you know, we talked yesterday about COVID, obviously, and the ridiculousness of Fauci and Ja. And the fact that another thing Fauci said, which really annoyed me, everything, everything he says annoys me. But he said, so. it's all arrogant. If you listen to him and Ja, if you listen to some of that stuff, it's all arrogance. It's incredible arrogance. They're so arrogant. Remember Fauci, if you criticize me, you're criticizing science. Ja says, every doctor worth anything wants you to get everyone to get seven boosters. Listen to the real doctors like me, not dudes on Twitter. The man with two Twitter accounts. Why do you have to have two Twitter accounts? And they're like identical. I don't, I don't get it. Um, but I wish Musk could at least delete one of them. Uh, but then Fauci said, when they met, when they brought the Republicans starting in January doing hearings, well, I've yeah I I've been testifying my whole life. I've been testifying my whole life. I I know how to do it. I know how to do it. Just incredible arrogance. Incredible arrogance that this man has. You know, they've often said that a lot of doctors think they're God, right? That they're like an extension of God. But this guy is is that times a million. I can't imagine. I can see why he hasn't had any real patients in decades. Because who, who would actually have him as a doctor? Who would have this guy as a doctor with this incredible, this, this sociopathic ego that he has? That he's so great. I'll handle anything that comes my way. I've been doing this for a long. Yeah, he's been called in front of these, um, these meetings and these and these committees for a long time because he's incompetent, because he's done so much wrong. Whether it's HIV and AZT or now with COVID and the crap he's done at the NIH and with uh, China and and Wuhan lab. And gain of function, and now the vaccines, everything he's done has been nefarious. That's why he's always had to testify. I don't see real good doctors having to testify all the time. Does he think that's like a badge of honor? Are you serious? Does he think that's a badge of honor? That he's always called to get subpoenaed? <laughs> I can handle it. I can handle it. Fuck you. Fuck you, you little elf. Uh, maybe because he can become Santa's elf in his new job. As Martin Koldorf said, Martin Koldorf is another great doctor on uh, on Twitter. Another like real doctor. He, he's one of those dudes on Twitter that Ja was talking about. Martin Koldorf. He said, first Fauci forgot the basic principles of public health. And now he does not even remember his own response to the pandemic. Truly amazing. It was, this is Jeff Landry who said, it was amazing to spend seven hours with Dr. Fauci, that this is, once again, another, who, who, who single-handedly wrecked the U.S. economy based upon the science, only discovered that he can't recall practically anything dealing with his COVID response. Or everything is, it didn't happen. I never, I never, I never said the schools should be closed. I never said people should wear masks. I never said the lockdown. I never said that. I never said that. And he said all of it. He said all of it. 
Maybe thinks, but still back in 1982 when it was tougher to track this stuff down than it is now. But he said all of it. Remember, he said, remember the schmuck said that he'd never shake hands again? He said this like in May, April or May of 2020. He said he'd never shake hands again. Is this a doctor anyone would go to? A doctor tells you never to shake hands with anyone the rest of your life? Is that a fucking normal thing to say? Is that a normal thing for the, even the biggest asshole in the world to say with no intelligence? And here's a doctor, the head of the, one of the heads of the NIH, saying he'd never shake hands the rest of his life? So he, he was wrong about that, too. First of all, even if it was on surfaces, that would be the most idiotic, ridiculously, hysterically moronic thing to say. But now we know you can shake hands because it's not transmitted that way. Did he ever apologize for that? Did he ever say, oh, no, we could shake hands now? No, of course not. He just goes on to the next thing as though it was never said. The man has been wrong every fucking step of the way for three fucking years. And yet he's still a thing. Why is he still a thing? One thing after another. <laughs> I'm going through my Twitter feed. A guy says, why is Rob Reiner angry 24-7? Well, he certainly tweets 24-7. He it seems like some of these people have given up their careers to tweet. It must be nice to be able to do that. But that's like insane. Elon Musk ran a poll asking if Twitter should offer a general amnesty to suspended accounts provided they haven't broken the law or engaged in egregious spam. And seven out of every 10 people say yes. And I agree with that. I think there should be a general amnesty. I think there should be a general amnesty and start over, start fresh. Because we know the mo most people who were suspended were suspended because they had political beliefs. Stay woke, right? Stay woke. Hashtag stay woke. By the way, uh, vaccinated people, this is, the, <laughs> this is from the Washington Post today, okay? The Washington Post today, if I don't have a firewall here, COVID is no longer a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It is now the majority of people, for the first time, a majority of Americans dying from the virus have received at least a primary series of 58% at least the primary series of the vaccine, 58% of coronavirus deaths in August were people who were vaccinated or boosted. Now, I don't know how accurate any of these things are, simply because if someone dies of COVID, well, I guess, no, if someone dies of COVID, I'm trying to guess how you would know for sure if they were vaccinated or not, right? Right? I don't know exactly how you would be sure to know because I don't believe there's any national database. So if there's no va if there's no national database of who's vaccinated, you're just taking the word of the person, right? So who knows if if these numbers are totally accurate or not? But it's been a continue. It's been a troubling trend over the past year. That as vaccination rates have increased and new variants appeared, the share of deaths people who are vaccinated has been steadily rising. So the fact of the matter is, this is why I called what Fauci and Jaws said yesterday, 
as misinformation. They continue to say, get the vaccines and you're not going to die. Just like they said, get the vaccines, you won't get COVID. Once again, moving the goalposts about 50 yards each time. But they're continuing to say that the unvaccinated are the ones who are dying. The unvaccinated, it's a, di- it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated still, they say, even when the numbers show it's not. This is why I say you have to be, this stuff has to be flagged for misinformation. The day after they say these things, the day after they say these things, the Washington Post writes this article showing that vaccinated people make up the majority of COVID deaths. So if the vaccinated people now make up the majority of the COVID deaths, how the fuck does Fauci and Ja come out and say, if you get these, get the vaccines, you're not going to die. Get the boosters. You'll stay alive if you get the boosters. The unvaccinated people, the ones who are ending up in the hospital and dying. And you get crickets from the media. They write this story the day after. And yet no one says, well, what did they just say yesterday? More lies. More distortions. You know, it's just absolutely incredible. It really is absolutely incredible. And there are people who want to give Fauci prizes and awards. He's already had plenty of prizes and awards. Most of his money that he makes comes from prizes and awards. Yeah, one article after another. Vaccinated people now make up almost six out of every 10 COVID deaths. And you have to remember something, another thing with the media. When they announce things like that, things that obviously they don't want to say, you know it's got to be true because they don't want to say this stuff. They don't want to write about this stuff. And you know the numbers are probably higher, right? Like when they came out finally after what? How many, year and a half, two years, and said, oh, well, 25%. Remember, at the beginning, they said, no, no, no. Every COVID death, every death you see on that tracker on CNN and MSNBC is a real COVID death of COVID. Then they come out a year later and they go, well, maybe a quarter of those weren't really COVID deaths. So you know it's more like 80%, right? When they're forced to admit that 25% weren't, if they're saying they were all COVID deaths, you know that number's exponentially higher. Exponentially higher. But hey, we're all crazy conspiracy theorists to have thought this stuff. We're all crazy conspiracy theorists to have seen all this stuff. You know, it's getting so insane now that we are actually, we actually have doctors out there like Ja coming out and saying, you should talk about this tomorrow. Bring this up at the family gathering. Hey, uh, Uncle Joe, uh, pass the turkey and did you get your, va- did you get your booster? Hey, Uncle Joe, pa- pass me the, pass me the, uh, the cranberry sauce. You know, I'm not vaccinated. Let's talk about that. Who the fuck's going to do that? And why would you do that? Wait a minute. It's getting even sicker. In Washington, D.C., they now want children who come back from school next week, who come back to school to, to show their COVID negative because they went to Thanksgiving gatherings. So you thought this was over, right? Didn't they say this is over? Didn't they say this was going to be over? Didn't Biden come out a few months ago and say the pandemic is gone over? And yet in Washington, D.C., once again, run by nut job Democrats, they want all children 
to have a negative COVID test to go back to school. Knowing, of course, the parents, who, who, who is it going to, who's this going to affect? This is Washington, D.C. public schools. So that 99% they're black, okay? This doesn't affect white kids. This isn't going to affect affluent white kids. It's certainly not going to affect affluent white kids in par- private schools. So they don't care. Once again, here's a policy that is obviously discriminatory since it's mostly going to affect black students in low-income areas. If they So if the black students in low-income areas want to go to school, they have to get a COVID test and it has to come out negative, right? But the white students don't have to worry about that. The white students in other areas of the country where they don't have this policy don't have to worry about that. The white kids who go to private school in Washington, D.C. don't have to worry about that. Obviously discriminatory, obviously racist. And where is the left? Crickets. Where's the media? Crickets. Because it follows their narrative of COVID forever. It follows their narrative of COVID forever. But I understand their president said it was over. So they must all think their president is an asshole, which, of course, we know he is. How you doing? Hey, how's it going, Mike? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it's it's really all virtue signaling. You know, I, I I grew up. I was raised Democrat. I grew up, and and I, for the for the you know for the first half of my life, I believed it, and I because I was brainwashed to think it's like oh Democrats are good, and then conservatives are evil. Like everyone else is evil. That's I was, what, like, I, I was raised that way too. And I was t- I was like I remember asking my cousin one time. I was like. So you 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 seriously think that fifty percent of the country, more than fifty percent of the country, a little bit more, maybe, you know, is are evil people just because they vote conservative? And yeah. he's like, yeah, they're all they're they're the reason for the problem. And it's just like nothing is as simple as that, you know. Of course not. And I know. Do you know Rob Schneider? I remember Ro- Rob Schneider. Yes. Yeah was one of the celebrities that he, he came out on. Uh, I forgot what talk show it was, but he came out. I think it was Fox. It must've been Fox news. And he was, he was talking about how a lot of celebrities are actually conservative, but they're just afraid now mm-hmm. to be honest and open about that because mm-hmm. of all the cancel culture. And That's- and what he said is really, I really liked it. What resonated with me is he's like, we don't get, we don't get 35 choices. You know, we don't get 50 choices for our political party. We get two, you know what I mean? Right. Right. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. No doubt, but look at that. You, you're talking about like a D.C., a city run by nutty li- the nutty left, all Democrats, 100 percent Democrats in Washington, D.C. And yet they know that these parents of these kids in D.C., most of them are lower income. They can't afford to pull them out of public school. If I were a parent, and I had the money. I would absolutely put my kid into a private school. But in D.C., most families can't afford to do that, so they're going to have to be forced to go and get these stupid COVID tests and, 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 and present them before their kids are allowed to learn again. All of this, of course, is illegal and should be illegal. But the left is incredibly silent over it, just incredibly silent over it. These are parents who obviously can't afford to pull their – everyone should pull their kids out of public school. You know what? There should be no more public schools. That will teach the teachers. That will teach the teachers' union. That'll teach Randy Weingarten. Get rid of all public schools. Take your kids out of public. Any parent that can afford a private school should should do it. And to answer your question for, you know, why do liberals ignore, you know, ignore when their own narratives like contradict themselves or, 
you know, why do they not speak up when what, what they're doing is racist, you know, or, or hurts, you know, marginalized communities. It's because this is how the liberal, especially like the, the alt left has convinced so many people to join their side is because the truth is a lot of people are conceited, you know, and a lot of people are conceited. And so when you get this, this heavy virtue signaling of like, oh yeah, go ahead, join our narratives and we'll constantly flood you with propaganda saying you're the best person, you know, you're, you're amazing. You're an angel, you know, just posting on, you know, posting a story on Instagram is like, you know, you're helping, you know, like you're saving the world. You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah, it is. It's all virtue signaling. It's all of it is all of it is simple virtue signaling. It is. That's all it is. These people have never really done a positive thing that has influenced people positively in a positive way in their entire lives. None of these people have done anything to really help anybody. It's just help. It's helped their own image. It's helped them. They, they pat themselves on the back. They get off on patting themselves on the back. That that's what it is. And being part of some kind of a what they consider like a a, a club, you know, a, a club of of woke of woke people, <laughs> you know, a club of the woke. And yeah. we, 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 we know, man, we know what's going on, man. We know the real thing, man. This is what they believe, you know, that they're so enlightened. But it's just the opposite. They're, they're the most closed minded, bigoted, racist people around. They are. They, they see everything through the lens of race, right? Yes. OK, take, uh, you know, affirmative action for for uh, for med school. Right. You did you know that African-American people, people have 80 percent more likely chance of being accepted to a medical school with the same exact test scores, the same exact um, the same exact test scores, the same exact GPA as a white or an Asian student. A and Asians actually have the, the smallest chance of being accepted. Right. A Asian people have like a 10 percent chance of being accepted to med school for right. certain test scores and GPAs and African-American people have 80 percent. Like, look, I'm all for like equality, right? Like I'm, I'm person, of, I'm, I'm of mixed origin, you know, like one of my parents is white. One of my parents is, is, is colored, you know, and like, and I'm all for equality and stuff, but a quality, you know, it, you know, there's a difference between a quality of opportunity and a quality of outcome because there will never be an equal outcome, right? right. Like this idea that there will be, you know, okay, like, for example, women want, you know, 50% of the CEOs to be women. Okay, yeah. that's fine. But if you really want a quality of outcome, then you got to you got to push for 50% of the women to be construction workers. You know, <laughs> or, 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 that's pretty funny. That's very funny. Or bricklayers, you know what I right. mean? Or con concrete pourers. Right. You know, like, I hate when people are like, oh, fuck, men, all men suck. Like, we could just do without men. Like, could we, all the men just die off. I'm like, are you going to be the one building building your house? You know? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's a great point. Right. They're, they, you know, they, they want the, you know what, they want the, 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 the cushy jobs that the men have, right? The CEOs. <laughs> they want, right. they want, and here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. I, like, only a fool would deny you know, the oppression that like, you know, women faced and, you know, groups of color faced, you know, in the past hundred years, mm -hmm. you know, past hundreds of years in this country, only a fool would, would deny that oppression. Right. But here in 2022, that's a different story. And I feel like people are appropriating what happened to 2022 and saying, oh, it's the exact same. And right. that's just not true. You know, and, and here's the thing. Yeah. Are there, are most of the rich people extremely, 
like, you know, like rich white people. Yeah, but that that's because 90% of the millionaires today, like 90% of the people that come, become millionaires become millionaires as a result of inheriting generational wealth, you know? So it's, it's, it's people that have been, you know, families that have been rich as fuck, you know, for years, it's not really so much as like, oh, in 2022, you have a better chance of becoming a millionaire because you're white or whatever, you know? Yeah. If you think about it, do women, <laughs> would women agree that half of the people in the military should be women? I'm not, of course, I, I'm not even sure men would agree with that. But if you're talking, you're right, if you're talking about actual equity across the board, right? Equality of outcome. Yeah, then you're talking about, you know, there should have been, if we go back to the Vietnam War, every other person drafted should have been a female, right? Do they agree with that? If there's a draft that every other person drafted should be a woman, you know, should 20, should 8% be trans? Should You know, it's like, once again, they, they want, they want the positive outcomes that come along with that, but not necessarily the negative outcomes that come along with that equity or equality or whatever you call it. And that, that's, that's a problem. That's a problem. I, I don't think, I don't think just because women make up 50% of, of society, they should have 50% of a certain kind of a job. But I think that's idiotic. I think that's well, so stupid. It well, should be a qualified person. You know, garbage truck drivers make a lot of money. You know, they make, they make more money on average than whatever, uh, you know, a secretary. You right. know what I mean? That's for a reason, right? Like who wants to be a garbage truck worker? You know what I mean? Like construction workers make bank. Right. You know what I mean? Like I have a friend who he, you know, he, he's the guy who repairs power lines. You know, right. he makes like over a hundred K, you know, it's like, but it, that's a fucking rough life. He wakes up at 6 AM. Sometimes he's traveling on the road for two weeks. You know what I mean? And so I right. think it's, and I think this is, there's one thing exactly what you're saying um, obviously you're familiar with Jordan Peterson, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm not like, I'm not a fan on, on him for every issue. You know what I mean? I don't agree with him on every issue, but one of the things that he really said that really stuck out to me, which is a really good point is he said, okay, so you want full equality. You like, you want women to have full choice to do whatever career they want. Okay. That's great. Go look at the countries that are doing that the most and you, and you okay okay you say scandinavian countries you know denmark sweden the netherlands whatever right that they right. have you know women have the whatever the the most freedom the most you know it's as equal of opportunity as anywhere in the world but what he said is if you look at the trends over the last 10 years you'll see last 20 years you'll see that you know there's actually when women are given the choice to do whatever they want that those countries actually have more division, more division between men and women in terms of the career paths they pick than, than countries that supposedly have less equality. Right. So what does that show? That shows that women and men are different in certain ways, you know, mm -hmm. and that's okay. Yes, of course they are. And it's just a natural men have gone to certain areas, more likely to go into certain areas. Women are more likely to go into other areas. That's the way it's gone. You know, through the through the years, it's changed a little bit. But men were just more into like the science stuff. Right. than women were um, uh, they were more into uh, mathematical stuff than women were where women tend to be more into like uh, creative stuff than men. were. It, it's just it's just the natural way things are. And it's okay for it to be, you know, the left likes to talk about nature, right? You're born a certain way. You're born, you know, you're gay when you're young. You know, you're trans when you're, by the time you're two years old. But they should believe all that stuff. But they don't believe that men and women are actually born to certain roles. 
that they're more likely suited for. And of course, there are always exceptions. But this is just part of bio- human biology, right? It's just about, look, <laughs> women and men are wired differently sexually, too. Right, right. <laughs> men and are much I think more that's sexually, naturally sexually active, or women would like to call them pigs, and they're right in a certain way than women are. It's just women are just wired differently. You know, women are just wired differently, especially when it comes to the online and social and apps, meeting apps, uh, meetup apps. Women are more inclined to want to do dating apps. Men are more inclined to want to do just sex meetup apps. It's just the way it, way it is, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the way things are, Jay, you know, and sometimes yeah. people just can't deal with the way things are. Yeah. And we have to try to push things that aren't true, right? We have to try to make things happen and push things that just aren't natural. Well, it's always someone else's fault, right? Yeah. That's another thing. It's the virtue signaling and the and the victim mentality. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, no no doubt about it. Right? And this this idea of total equity, which is really bad. You know, it's just not you're not getting when you talk about equity, you're talking about not fairness, not being fair. Okay? That's the problem. That's the problem. Like I said, it's just it's a case in point. So, yeah, and let me ask you this. Mike, are you a white male? Yes, of course. Are you a billionaire? You know, a billionaire? Like, are you a billionaire? <laughs> Not yet. I haven't met Elon Musk yet. When I, exactly. When I meet, yeah. And that's the, that's, the, that's the stupidest thing that when women say like, oh, well, you're just privileged because you're a white male. It's like, hey, I'm a male. I'm a straight male. You know, where's my benefits? You know, <laughs> where do I find out the paperwork to get a couple million? Because apparently every, yep. and we see And we just... see a lot of racism when it comes to that because they'll talk about poor people. But they don't talk about how many poor white people they are. It's, it's that racist mentality of, oh, if you, if you say poor, the image has to be black, right? But that's not true. There are so many poor white people in this country, especially in the South. Ton in the South, which is mostly white. Yeah, a lot of them are so poor. Dirt fucking poor, man. Yeah. You know, Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, those places. You know, and, the, you know the comedian Theo Vaughn? Yes, I've heard of him. I've heard of he, him. Had a, he had a great bit one time. He's uh, one of his stand-up bits. He was like... He was like, yeah, man, like, you know, I always hear that, like, white males, white straight males are, like, you know, benefiting the most of society. And he's like, man, I live, like, I, you know, I lived in a place, like, I've always been poor. And he was like, one time, you know, obviously, I, I don't know if this is, like, true or not. You know, it's probably, you could have just made it up because he's a comedian. But he was like, yeah, one time, like, you know, a black kid in my class when I was growing up was like, man, like, all you white people see what you're doing. He's like. Hey man, you think like I'd go and oppress you and then move next door? <laughs> you know, he's like, bro, I live on the same street as you. I got like two pairs of clothes. Like, <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I have, I have, I have a couple of friends. They used to live in San Francisco and they moved a while back to Pittsburgh, but they moved to a very uh, lower income, even poor area of Pittsburgh because it's the only house they can afford to buy. They're two white people, okay, and um. And they, they, they bought this house because they could afford it in Pittsburgh. Very nice little house, but in a very low-income area. And I went to visit them uh, early, uh, earlier this year. And they took me around the area. And a very, very downtrodden, you know, what you might call ghetto-ish kind of an area. But they're white. But, but 90% of their the neighbors are black. And everyone gets along, you know. Because yeah. everyone, everyone's on the same socioeconomic you know, level. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're yeah. all just trying. They all just want to have a house. They want to be able to buy a house and live in a house and own something, you know, but this is where they can afford to own. And they're all in the same position, whether they're white or black or not. And they all respect each other. And it's friendly. And it was I, I, I said, wow, I said, you know, you, the way you described your area, I was like, I was afraid to go. 
then when I went, I was like, everyone here seems so nice to each other. Everyone here is so friendly. It's such a, there's such a feeling of community here. And that's truly the melting pot. That's true Americana. That's what the media doesn't want you to know. The media wants to pit everyone against each other, don't they? I mean, yeah, that's what, they do. Yeah, right. Because when we're fighting each other, we're not looking at the, at the, at the real enemies and saying, like, when are we going to actually, like, you know, not let these congressmen have unlimited terms? You know, when are we going to actually, like, stop letting them take money from these corporations? You know, it's like, when are we going to, like, see, like, huh, maybe these, this small, you know, cohort of, you know, giga corporate, you know, uh, you know, billionaires, maybe they're, you know, really the people that are you know, causing all the issues and, and causing our quality of life to tank. But no, like you said, the media wants to they want, you know, it to be this this narrative of it's no, it's white versus black. No, it's man versus woman. No, it's gay versus straight. No, it's religious versus atheist, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. It's, Red it's, versus blue. Right. Right. Yeah. The, you know, there's no because there's no drama. There's no melodrama. And therefore, there's no ratings in everyone's getting along. Right. It's <laughs> just a, <laughs> You know, it's just not, it's just not, not there. If you watch any newscast, nine out of 10 things are not positive stuff. It's all, you know, Democrats versus Republicans, liberals versus conservatives, shootings, uh, you know, uh, blaming people for, for shootings, gun rights. It's all negative stuff. You know, COVID's back, lockdown again, mask again. But there's very little uh, human interest stuff, right? There's very little stuff that's like positive because right. that doesn't sell. It just doesn't sell. So you know what? Fear porn. What's that? I say uh, people call it fear fear porn. Yes, fear porn sells. They saw that. And it was proven correct over the last two and a half years that fear porn does sell. Fear porn absolutely sells. There's no doubt about it. To to actually have talked about COVID in the right way, in a a sane way, um, would not have sold. It wouldn't have sold, right? It wouldn't have sold if they had just not lied and said, this is a it's a respiratory virus. It's kind of like the flu. It might be bad for a little while, then it's going to get a lot better. Everyone just relax. Everyone just live your lives. Right. Everyone, if you want they, this brand new vaccine, right. take it, but right. we're not going to push it. Right. That would not have. But what sold was that, which is why, you know, these these worthless networks like CNN and MSNBC had a death ticker that sells, man. People tuned in to see the death ticker keep on going up. How horrible is that, really? That's so disgusting. And all those numbers are inflated. You know, the yeah. hospitals got like thousands of dollars for every. And, and that number, that number, should, it doesn't matter what the number was. It shouldn't have been on the TV screen twenty four seven. Yeah, it just it doesn't need to be on the TV screen twenty four seven. This is not like a countdown to uh, to election night or a fucking countdown to New Year's Eve when the ball yeah. drops. Yeah. If if you're really concerned and you really believe this is a problem that people are dying. Why are you profiting off of a ticker of it? It's you know, we should have a countdown You know, we should have a countdown for every child that goes missing in this country. Oh boy, yeah. Well, good luck with that. Four hundred thousand a year in the U.S. Yeah, good luck with that one. Good luck with that one. And how about the counter of the myocarditis cases? Right, right. That, do we have that? Do we, does CNN have the myocarditis counter on there? I don't see it. You know, it's the, and you know, it's the sad thing though, and and I even have family members, you know, and it's 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 tough when like. They're just so swallowed the Kool-Aid of CNN, you know, that's like you can't get through to them. But it's like if you if you brought something up, like if I brought something up to, to them, like I was like, well, oh, yeah, isn't it kind of, you know, suspicious and coincidental that there's just random sudden death syndrome that's popped up after, 
you know, the vaccine and all these people are vaccinated, they'd be like, oh, what? I haven't heard of that because they probably haven't. It's more than just that. I'm seeing on my I'm, I'm on my feed, on my news feed daily now, I'm seeing young people dying. Right now, remember, they're the ones they they'll advertise the, the people who are known, like the celebrities or the people in the public sphere. But think about how many other young people are dying that are not getting broadcast on the news all the time, that are not on my ticker. You could figure, I don't know how, how many times you would be, 20 times, 100 times, 1,000 times, the amount of people we see. But every day now, my news feed, I'm seeing 30, this 31-year-old died, this 42-year-old died. Suddenly, this athlete died. Suddenly, this person dropped dead. Constantly now, constantly. And I'm not just noticing it because I want to notice it now. I'm not just noticing it because I think about it. I'm noticing it because it's true. There are more and more young people just dropping dead now all of a sudden. Um, and sometimes it's, uh, you know, a lot of his heart issues. Or Look at Al Roker. Al Roker's only 68, and now all of a sudden blood clots in his lungs. And we know these blood, we know Johnson Johnson caused blood clots. That was documented. But all these vaccines are causing blood clots. I'm sorry, vaccines in Al Roker's lung? I'll come out and say it. It's the COVID vaccine. It's the vaccine, all those boosters. We're seeing more and more and more of this now every day. I'm seeing every day I open up my newsfeed, and there it is, another 30-year-old who just died. Out of nowhere, not even sick, not sick for one day, no cancer, no nothing, just died. And this, these numbers, Man, will, these numbers will add up to where we'll see. I, Go ahead. I, I hate to think about that because my dad's 63, and he got the Johnson & Johnson. Yeah, well, the Johnson & Johnson, they pulled very quietly. No, but that just makes me sad because, like, if anything ever happened because yeah. of that, I would be right. just so hard. And I, I wish I could tell you it's not yet for a certain amount of time, but here we are three, you know, two years into these vaccines, and it's happening now. It didn't happen necessarily the day after people got them. It happened years yeah. later. So it, it I don't know. I, I, I don't – we don't know. This is the problem with the vaccines. We don't – I can't tell you. I can't tell you that once you get to five years, you're safe. You're out of the woods. After you get to five you're years, it's out of your – Taking a booster – Right, you keep you keep getting a booster, right? You keep pushing that time period down more and more down the line as to when this stuff is going to finally leave your system, if it ever does. I mean, you know? bodies are just not made for experimental artificial chemicals. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. Why do you think microplastics fucks this up? <laughs> yeah, you know. So, but we'll, we'll see that what what you'll see is, and we are seeing this is the excess death numbers that have nothing to do with COVID. We're seeing those rise. They're seeing them rise everywhere in every country. Excess deaths. Why is it happening? And people are like, oh, why is it? Why is the excess death number? Well, you know, well, obviously, there's yeah, a reason. everybody's vaccinated, right? You know, right. and then you just keep the charade going. Oh, it must be another variant. Yeah. It must be this, or, or, they, or, or, or they blame this fake thing called long COVID. Which you know is- what I hate the most is the asymptomatic people. Uh, I was talking to somebody in this in this calling out the other day, and I was telling them, I'm like, you know, like. Yeah, like I, you know, I didn't get the vaccine. You know, I keep track of my health. You know, I had multiple roommates who had COVID, you know, multiple times, all vaccinated. You know, my my parents had COVID both. I was around them in the same house with them. I was like, I didn't wear a mask. I didn't like do anything. I didn't wash my hands, you know, like OCD. (laughs) And guess what? I never got COVID. I never got it. And I was like, can you explain that to me? I was like, I know that's just an anecdotal evidence. And they're like, well... Jay, you could have had it. You <laughs> could have just been asymptomatic. I was but like, so, but so what? 
I was like, if I don't have symptoms, I'm not sick. Okay? No, you're not sick. But even if you so, even you if you had a virus that didn't cause that caused such mild symptoms or no symptoms that you didn't even recognize it, so what? So what? Just the fact that so, as I said from day one, just the fact that so many people with COVID, and that number kept going up. By the way, first it was like 25 percent were asymptomatic, then it was half were asymptomatic. Now it's like 90 percent never had any symptoms. So that means it's not a fucking big deal, okay? <laughs> Yeah. How often do we hear of asymptomatic flu? It doesn't really exist. Yeah, there are mild cases of flu, but never in my life did I hear about you got the flu, but you don't have any symptoms. Because why would you even care then? Yeah. <laughs> why would you give a shit? Right. I, so I can have asymptomatic 85. I can have 85 different yeah, illnesses. I have, always... I have asymptomatic AIDS. Like. <laughs> yeah, or asymptomatic cancer. It's just stupid. It's like if you have something and you're not sick, you don't have anything. It doesn't yeah, matter. I... You know what all you know what's the answer for all these excess deaths? They must just be asymptomatic sudden death syndrome. Right. Well that's but that like I said <laughs> like I said, they're blaming without any evidence, they just blame all this on something called long COVID, which is really just hypochondriac liberals. That's especially what it is. It's hypochondriac liberals. I, there are some hypochondriacs on the right. There are. I know people on the right who wear masks. Because they're hypochondriacs and hypochondriacs come in all shapes and sizes. But we've noticed that most of them with this COVID thing seem to come from the left. These leftist hypochondriacs who have decided to make up this thing called long COVID, which is really just worrying about this forever. Well, and I think it's it's more of a mental illness. I think it's you're really spot on, Mike, with what you said earlier about how, you know, if we just didn't, you know, sound the alarm, if we just kind of dealt with COVID, with common sense, like, you know, Trump or DeSantis would have done. Guess what? These vaccines never would have been pushed. Guess what? Because they were only allowed to get pushed so quickly because of the emergency declaration. Right. 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 If there was no emergency declaration that lasted for three years, then they would have had to wait for FDA approval. Right. And by that time, the results on, you know, the dangers and the side effects would have been already out. Right. And that's why the laws have to be changed that they cannot be these emergency declarations that usurp. And I do time. think DeSantis is a good thing. I do think DeSantis, at least what he appears, is to be super no-nonsense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that is a good – I think he is a good, you know, catalyst for the conservative, you know, for the, for the logic, for the sane movement, hopefully. What are you doing for Thanksgiving, Jay? Anything exciting? I'm doing nothing. I'm not flying back to California. Um, it's just... <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> the holidays are the worst time to travel. Yeah, time to travel. The last thing you want to do is travel. Uh, nothing to do with COVID. Having the well, like screaming children. You know, it's like that's the worst part of the whole thing on the airplanes. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I don't that, have a big family, so I'm just I'm just spending uh, Thanksgiving with my roommate. How about you? Oh, same thing. Same. Yeah, I'm not. No, I like I said, I, I'm totally over Thanksgiving. It's like I'm not into the turkey thing. I'm not into like stuffing. <clears throat> for like an hour and then feeling like shit the rest of the day that's not my that's not my thing it, to me it's just another day well the liberals want to ban every holiday <laughs> what's that i said the liberals want to ban every holiday oh sure yes let's ban every holiday why not that's a great idea jay jay have a happy thanksgiving regardless and uh i'll be back on friday thanks for calling let me get to daniel thanks man i'll be listening in. all right jay take it easy all right all right let's see do this. Yo, what's going on? Hey, Mike. Yes. 
I, I heard two voices. You hear two voices now? Yeah. I, well, someone said, what's going on? That wasn't you, was it? Yeah, it was me. Oh, yeah. your voice changed. <laughs> I, they said it a different way. I said, hey, maybe, maybe it's that hormone replacement therapy. It, it's starting to kick in. It's starting to kick in. Don't tell, yeah. Yeah. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> but I think, I think I'll be, I think by December 5th, I'll be Michelle Cachopoli. But let, let's... <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Let's uh, don't. <laughs> uh, uh... Okay, you uh, you were just talking with Jay about um, anxiety. It was as a topic that came up in in, uh, in in COVID and long COVID and all that stuff. And just want to remind everybody of a um, twenty. There's a March. It was a study that looked at subjects from March 2020 to March 2021, um, published in the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Uh, it's called Underlying Medical Conditions and Severe Illness Among 540,667 Adults Hospitalized with COVID-19. And the findings were that, and I'll talk about uh, deaths only rather than going through the hospitalization risk factors for death. It was the strongest risk factors for death were obesity. Here's the great here and here's the great one. Anxiety disorders. There you go and diabetes with complications, as well as the total number of conditions. So they might've had hypertension, they might've had yes. disorders of lipid metabolism, et cetera. Um, so top top two in this study, yeah. obesity and anxiety and fear disorders. And and you wonder why people have are, are, are coming down with quote unquote long COVID, mm-hmm. anxiety and fear related disorders, number two. Well, and this, this clown, Rachel Levine, a total clown, um, wants us to wear masks because of long COVID. So they, she wants us to wear ma- he, he, she, whatever they want, wants us to wear masks. Yeah, she wants because, she wants, because of liberal hypochondriacs. Yeah, yeah, we're we're treating her fear and anxiety disorder. Yeah, right, exactly. For, yeah. For liberal, so for long COVID, yeah. we have to wear masks forever. Which we are, we forever, are, because these people will think they're sick forever. Yep, we are there. We are their treatment. It's an anxiety disorder. It's exactly what you say it is. It's yeah. first of all, they want us to wear. Ma- this is nothing new. To wear masks for something that's not proven medically. Long COVID has not been proven medically. It's 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 a it's a fantasy. It's 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 there is there is as much a disorder called long COVID as there is long rhinovirus and long arbovirus and long rotovirus and long CMV virus and long EBV virus. Every virus can last longer than would be expected. And, and it, the ab, there's an average and that people can last longer than that. So it's, it's, it's totally a made up illness. It's, it's, it's much like there's many dumping ground illnesses. Um, fibromyalgia, fibromyalgia is a great one. There's, there's, there's just a very long list of dumping ground uh, illnesses that um, that, uh, that really shitty doctors will will diagnose people with just to get people out of their hair. Right. Absolutely. It's a the, the general anxiety disorder. But but the, the the whole idea around this idea of, of long COVID is, you know, what will happen eventually with this is they'll start doing things like, well, I can't work any disability because of my long COVID. And they'll start handing out like stimulus checks for those of people with long COVID because they can't work because they have long COVID. So it, it'll be another crutch, basically. And that's what they're working towards. It'll be yes. another economic crutch. 
Well, that, that's that's actually something that that I worried about very, very early on, on in in this business um, back in, in 2020 was before they even started talking about long COVID yeah. was that this could through and I did they hadn't invented the, the nonsense uh, diagnosis of long COVID yet, but I was thinking you know these guys with with their um, the stereo that they're trying to create and, and linking uh, COVID to all kinds of, of, of symptoms that, that it obviously has nothing to do with. Um, I was entertaining the idea that this could be um, their segue into their holy grail of a UBI, a universal basic income. And, 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 and I remember talking to my daughter, who was a junior in college at the time. And after I'd been thinking about this, and she said, oh, yeah. This is what everyone in college is talking about, and I'm going. You're kidding me. She mm-hmm. goes, "Yeah, they all think this is going to be the that that what's going on right now is going to be the gateway into to a universal basic income, and that's why they're all for it." Yeah, right. I, yeah. I was shocked that 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 college kids were 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 supporting what was going on because they thought it was somehow going to be a path to not the good life but the dependent life. The dependent life, yeah, basically that's what it is. It yeah. really is. And and these were these were smart kids at Oberlin College that come from you know wealthy backgrounds, and um and for them to be thinking that that that, that is something that they aspire to is yeah. is a universal basic income. It's like, holy crap, that that is scary. Yeah, right. I mean, it is, and, and like I said, it's. It's, it's, it's just amazing we live in a time where we don't need to prove anything scientifically anymore. That doesn't matter. We just say it and it is. We just say yeah, there, there's, there's that a your gender fluid if you're a woman that wears a tie. Yeah. You're gender there's, fluid because you're, you're wearing something that a man's supposed to wear a tie, not a woman. So if you're a woman that wants to wear a tie, you're considered gender, gender non-binary, gender fluid. It's actually – it's absolutely – it's really insane. It's, it's kind of insanity made normal, Right. Yeah, so, so so let's picture we were uh, uh, human beings uh, uh, fifty thousand years ago. How would you tell somebody that uh, thinks that they're? That, how would you tell a male that thinks they're a woman from somebody from a male that thinks they're a man? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you can't play dress up fifty thousand right. years ago. Yeah, yeah. So what? So what would have been the distinction? <laughs> them just going around saying this, and then what would happen? They'd slap them and say, "Shut the fuck up," and that would be the end of it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Right. But the virtue signal among this is you must be accepting of all types of people. We must be accepting of all types of people. You can be accepting of all types of people. But when it comes to then changing our societal structure for all these types of people, that's a totally different ballgame. Right. That's that's, that's, that's a totally different, you know, discussion, you know, and 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 the fact that what the Democrats, once again, the liberals trying to create these new normals of everything these new normals but once again when you the new means it's not really normal right yeah when you say new normal it's not normal's normal daniel isn't normal 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 was was normal was normal at some point normal is now two standard deviations beyond normal <laughs> right exactly yeah. exactly uh well daniel have a wait wait so what, 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 once you ahead, mention one more ahead, thing ahead. You you mentioned um, a minute ago expertise, and, and it brought up a, a reminder of a, um, a good book that came out, and this is something that has been haunting me for the last three years. It came out in 2018, um, just before this nonsense started, and it's called The Death of Expertise by Tom Nichols. And um, 
I just want to read you the um, first sentence um, that I just now looked up on Amazon that describes the uh, synopsis of the book. Technology and increasing levels of education have exposed people to more information than ever before. These societal gains, however, have also helped fuel a surge in narcissistic and misguided intellectual egalitarianism that has crippled informed debates on any number of issues. Sound familiar? Certainly does. Yeah. Certainly does. Yeah. Yeah, well, are you doing anything special for Thanksgiving? Just going to see my mom for the day. Oh, great. All right. Well, say hello to your mom for me. And my, 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 my um, older brother will be there. My younger brother isn't going to make it, but um, there'll be enough of us. Excellent. Don't yeah. eat too much. Don't eat too much. Watch the obesity. You want to watch yeah, it. we're not having turkey for once. Oh, there you go. There yeah. You go. Yeah. My, my mom just unilaterally decided we're having lasagna this Thanksgiving. Oh, <laughs> that's so much better. There you go. That's it. Yeah. Lasagna. Yeah. Certainly, yeah. turkey. don't have to put any gravy on that sucker. <laughs> no, perfect. I love yeah. that idea. Lasagna. Maybe I'll order some lasagna instead. That's a great idea. Thanks for the idea, Daniel. <laughs> see you Friday. You're welcome. See you. I'll be back here Friday night. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. See you then. Bye. All right. Thanks. All right. I just wanted to mention a couple of quick things. I wanted to say David Sachs, great David Sachs, writes on Twitter. This is about, by the way, uh, by the way, David Sachs is the CEO of uh, Call In This Network here. Um, I know he doesn't pay me, so I'm not kissing his ass, but he did start calling. Um, and we talked about that, you know, the SBF was his name, Freed, Fried, and all that stuff that was going on with that Ponzi scheme. And he writes, for years, the elite media has treated every successful tech startup as if it's a fraud that needs to be exposed. But when the mother of all frauds actually comes along, they minimize and cover for it. Now, why? Do they minimize and cover for it? Because they gave to Democrats. They wouldn't minimize and cover for it as they gave to if, if this guy Freed had given forty million to Republicans for this past election cycle, they would be going crazy. The left wing media. They'd be they'd be talking about it nonstop. But because he was the Democrat's number two donor, crickets. Once again, Democrat, liberal Fake news media, hypocrisy, and double standards. Uh, Janine Younes, uh, she's at Lefty Lockdowns 1 on Twitter, and she writes uh, another gem from today's deposition of Dr. Fauci. His friend Cliff Lane traveled to China at the beginning of 2020 and determined that we should emulate China, at least to a degree, because they had done such a good job containing the virus. Of course, human rights, not to mention China's questionable credibility when it comes to reporting didn't factor into Fauci's determination. Incidentally, Fauci found that evidence to support efficacy of hydroxychloroquine was lacking because the trials were not randomized and controlled, but was apparently willing to base his lockdown advocacy on the observations of a single guy relying on reports from a dictator. Once again, this once again shows that the left, Dr. Fauci, Democrats, followed the CCC, the Chinese Communist Party agenda. The same China where cases are now going through the roof. Remember, people there wore masks because of the pollution in the air, which is a better reason to wear masks. Fires, you know, smoke. That's the reason to wear masks. N95 masks, not, not COVID. But they've been wearing masks for a long time before the, uh, the, uh, COVID and they still got COVID. It still started there. So the place where they wore masks the most, it still started there. The mask wearing they they did there before COVID did not prevent COVID from, from originating there. 
because masks work so well. But also, their lockdowns, their incredible authoritarian lockdowns where people were screaming from their apartments because they wanted to, three or four times. How many times they locked down? Seven times? Ten times? And still, all the masks, all the lockdowns, cases are exploding there the most right now. And we've seen how authoritarian they are. This is what, this is the policy that the left, the Democrats, Fauci, wanted to follow in this country. The communist authoritarian dictatorship policy. And that's how our Democratic governors and Joe Biden acted. That's how Gavin Newsom and, um, and Kathy Hochul and Andrew Cuomo and J.D. Pritzker and Gretchen Whitmer acted. They acted like communists. They acted like they were politicians, leaders of China. Their own little states with their own little China. California, California, no doubt about it. They followed this. We're not getting proof of this. They followed this. They went there and they said, oh, look at what they're doing. They're locking down. They're forcing people to wear masks. They're closing all the businesses. They're forcing people inside. That's what we need to do. Because they thought it was working. Because cases went down for what, a day, a week, a month? Look where we are now, three years later. None of it worked just made everything worse, direct everything out. We know, we know how awful those policies were. But the fact is, they were emulating communist China, and that's all you need to know about these people. Okay, I think that's our pre-Thanksgiving show. I will not be doing the show tomorrow, not Thanksgiving night, Thursday night, but Friday night I'll be back. I'll be back Friday night. We'll wrap up the week. We'll talk about how much we ate or didn't eat and uh, whatever else is on your mind. So I will see you Friday night, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern, 4. And let's be heard. I'm Micah Chopley. Thanks for listening. Have a great Thanksgiving.